0: For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Come through, Queen. I want to see you come through, Queen.
3: Hi, everyone. It's Dan
1: and Brendan
3: and this has come through queen after that things get a little bit fuzzy for me hey brendan
1: hello dan how are you
3: Uh, i've been working so hard you guys i don't want to be all weak in front of you
0: (laughs) i've been working so hard i'm so tired you guys so i'm so sorry you guys i don't mean to be all weak
2: in front of you but i'm just so lightheaded
3: I got boosted today. I feel oh. like I'm gonna fall on the floor like like she did in that uh top model scene. Okay. Like, I guess go get your boosters, right?
1: <laughs> I gotta get mine this weekend. I know.
3: Here's a quick tip. It's okay. not like Love the olden tip. it's not the olden days where you had to like scratch and claw for an appointment. Many places do walk
1: ins. Okay. I'll yeah. walk in. So I'll like see that walk.
3: No, because like I, I feel like it was frustrating at first because I was like, oh, let me check out Walgreens, CVS, duh, 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 and appointments two weeks from now. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? No. I need to be boosted today.
1: Okay. And- Cause originally you thought you were gonna wait a little bit, but I guess you waited the allotted time that you were gonna wait.
3: Oh yeah, I was going I was like, let's let's like catch let's catch the curve like on an upswing rather than we were in a downswing for a, a few minutes.
1: Yeah, gotta catch the curve.
3: Yeah. Uh so here we are. Oh, oh, the Omar <laughs> Very Omar Omarcon.
1: Uh but It sounds like a company. I think there's actually a company like called like Omnicom that it sounds okay. very similar to. So
3: maybe this is like a Sponcon very For company? Yeah, for a company. Uh let's get to something we've been waiting for and wondering because we knew that Miami was premiering in December. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. are we going to Get the trailer and then the episodes the next day.
1: I mean, that seems to be the trend. Not not exactly the next day, but like very close.
3: Yeah, I'm not loving it because I want to build up a little bit. I don't love getting it like two months ahead of time. But mm-hmm. we got the trailer for The Real Housewives of Miami premiering on Peacock December 16th. We already knew the casting because we dissected that already. The trailer, I was pleasantly surprised to see How much of a focus it's on Marisol and Adriana?
1: Given that they're friends of? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, Marisol back when we watched was not necessarily like my favorite. Obviously her mom was my favorite, but Marisol herself. But I feel like she's done some studying.
3: Yeah. She's taken these seven plus years (laughs) to like put in the work watch the tapes, see what works, see what doesn't work. And she's been
1: around the dolls. Like she's always with Jill Zarin. She's always at Jill Zarin's charity events. She was on Beverly Hills last season. Learning by osmosis. Exactly. So I I think she uh, understands the assignment and like opening the trailer with like, I bet you never thought you'd see me again or something like that was really good. Yeah.
3: Also being, like, a little shitsurder, being like, okay, everyone go around and say, who do you trust the least?
1: She literally, (laughs) literally learns that tactic from watching Beverly Hills. And Mm -hmm. she just, like, turned it on its head and made it even, like, cattier.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Adriana, it's, we don't land on her in the trailer, but she's talking throughout it.
1: It's just, like, the thing with Adriana... I think people might be confused because with the blonde hair, she looks so different. Yeah. She had had like that jet black hair during her entire run. So it's like, this feels like a familiar person to me. It's like someone wearing a wig, you know? At at points I'm like, I hear a voice, but where is
3: it coming from?
1: (laughs) It's like Clark Kent taking off his glasses and he's Superman, completely unrecognizable.
3: Yeah. I mean, she's the one making maybe two of the most like outlandish statements in terms of talking about Larsa leaving the group mm-hmm. to go be a Kim Kardashian. wannabe with your Kim Kardashian ass and coming back here, but you'll never be Kim Kardashian.
1: <laughs> and you know what? Is she lying?
3: Yeah, no, no. And then talking about Alexia's rest in peace, husband, like rumors that, I must have missed because once she brought it up, I was like, is this a thing? And then Mm I did some Googling and then apparently this was a conversation.
1: Oh, this is going to be wild.
3: Bleak. Um, We don't really spend much time with the new gals in the trailer. Right. If anything, um, it's the lesbian one that I noticed the most.
1: Yeah, because we get a flash of her and her wife, who's Martina. Yes.
3: And then the young-ish looking one sitting down with the dad.
1: Yeah, and calling him out for being drunk when he came to dinner or whatever. Yeah.
3: The other new gal, we don't really get a moment with her.
1: The moment with the girl talking to her dad reminded me of like, maybe it's because it's in Miami, but reminded me of whenever Bethany would go to Miami and mm. meet with like her stepdad or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah.
3: Um, Someone I who I thought was going to be the star of the face, we barely see Lisa Hotchstein. Right, and I like her line is mumbled. I had to rewind it and watch like it with captions. It's like, do we have a spark? Right to her husband.
1: I thought I initially thought it said, "Do we have a sperm?" Like we're planning <laughs> on. No, I I'm not even joking. <laughs> I thought she was like gonna do like a, we want to have another child storyline. Yeah.
3: It was a little mumble mouthy for me. Uh, with Alexia, there's like a new man in the picture. There's that son that was on a track to be a model, and now catching up with him all these years later, I think we are far from that track.
1: I mean, like I thought he looked fine, but like he is he an a little, like. He looked a little rough and tumble for me. Yeah, but sometimes they like rough and tumble. Okay. In the modeling industry, which I know everything about. Yeah, yeah.
3: Of course, you're you're like a casting director. Yeah. Okay, so that's that. And who else is there? I mean, Larsa. Oh my God, the OnlyFans thing. I love this plot.
1: I know. I I was like, oh my God, our first housewife with an OnlyFans. Then I remembered Sonia and Dorinda.
3: Uh, Sonia invented OnlyFans. <laughs> She's like on the board of directors. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she raised millions for the OnlyFans.
3: Exactly. Um, there's one other friend of that we don't like. She's in the background, but we don't even land with her at all. Yeah. Um, I'm excited.
1: It's, Can I say something? I'm excited for what the way that like uh, Ultimate Girls Trip has been edited and like just the production value mm-hmm. of like a Peacock show, and it yeah. feels like given the new. Not necessarily the trailer, but the uh, the poster for mm. Real Houses in Miami. I feel like we're gonna get some like fun, new, fresh editing because okay. they're off of the Bravo umbrella and can like have a little more fun.
3: Yeah, let's stretch our wings a little
1: bit. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna happen. Yeah,
3: i I want to know how many episodes this is gonna be, and I feel I like know. we knew that with Ultimate Girls Trip from the jump.
1: I know, I. I would guess probably like 10.
3: Oh, you think so? That's like
1: short. I know, but it's streaming. It's like, I'm thinking about like selling sunset and that type of thing.
3: Mm. Another question is, do we get a reunion with Andy?
1: I hope so. But with us not getting a New York reunion Mm. this year, I'm like, the rules have been broken. I think Andy cares. He, I heard him talking about it on radio, Andy, and he like was answering some questions as far as like, why isn't Adriana a full-time cast member? Yeah. And, uh, he gave the same answer that it sounds like he gave to Lewis Pitesman last night at watch weapons live, which was basically like, there's already six full-time housewives. We had to make some decisions and there we'll see Adriana in every episode. So it'll feel like she's full-time.
3: Okay. Uh, Sorry, Andy, that answer is not acceptable to me. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I just don't like,
1: shoot the messenger.
3: I know we've had seven, seven housewives, we've, had eight. we've, had, eight. we've, we've had, eight. had eight, and I would imagine we're not paying the gals a ton over on Peacock, right? So, what's a seventh housewife amongst friends? Agreed, you know, especially I mean, like pay some to-
1: respect. They don't necessarily always make the right choices in these things. Mm-hmm. Hello. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we're excited to watch. Yeah. Oh, one last thing that I wanted to bring up, and okay. I I'm scared. Oh. I feel like we're not going to get and I hope I'm wrong. I feel like we're not going to get Adriana's song as the theme for the series like we did in seasons 2 and 3.
3: Okay. M- this is obviously doesn't mean anything, but On the day that Spotify wrapped, dropped, the Bravo account did, like, a Bravo wrapped of, like, five songs, and Adriana DeMora's Feel the Rush was one of them.
1: I know, but you'll, like, you'll be surprised that the social team Mm. isn't making the decisions that are going to happen on the production side. Yes,
3: yes, 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 yes. I believe that, yeah. But, like... We can hope. I mean, start your little prayer circles, light some candles, go to the church. It's not too late to make some changes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, One strange news item that I just, we need to talk about (laughs) is the psychotic exit interview, is what I'm calling it, that Heather Thompson did with Page Six.
1: Yes. I think she wanted to clear up some things because... She had been dragged after the Diamonds and Rosé book came out.
3: Yeah. But I don't think she's really doing herself any favors. Right. She seems e- even more like setting fire to the rain and the bridge.
1: hmm Well, I mean, I, she fully the bridge is on fire. She said she's never coming back. I wonder what that means for her podcast, which is produced by the company that produces Watch and Live.
3: I know. It's really strange that she's talking so negatively about the show mm-hmm. while being produced by like something that's part of the universe.
1: I just like that podcast. It's like, bring a book. Really? You know, it's hard to read a book while listening to a podcast, <laughs> but bring one anyways. It's just like, I check every week to see like what guests. And I'm always like, what, who it's always like some like entrepreneur, which I'm sure that's interesting, but it's just not for me. Okay. It's like, get back. It was fun when she was doing the episodes that she did with like Aviva and then Carol. It's like, do that.
3: I know. She clearly now does not even want to like acknowledge the Housewives, I'm sure. Yeah. One one little thing though I want to point out. This came up um on another podcast that Carol was on. I believe it's called Beyond the Velvet Rope. Oh, yes. And she revealed that... Heather was going to be a housewife. Mm-hmm. And her plan was
1: to like shoot a lunch with Aviva. I listened to that. I heard that, which is funny. But I mean, like, it's. Heather, like, now has a friendship with Aviva. She had Aviva on her podcast. Like, they're yeah. friendly. Okay. Carol very much doesn't, which is interesting for like I know, the besties.
3: But, but like, Carol was so excited about this prospect while talking about it and like was even talking about like the cinematography of it of like her walking in wearing the same shoes that that was on the leg that was thrown
1: the her talking about the cinematography was kind of questionable because she was like so focused on like the prosthetic that i was like uh it's not for you to be focused on that carol and yeah i mean i think that's like Carol, the producer, mm-hmm. she, I, I don't know if you know this, but she was a producer at ABC News under Peter Jennings. Emmy award winning. Emmy award winning.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, to what could have been? Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's the exit interview. We have a lot of programs to talk about of varying quality. Sadly, we don't have a Salt Lake City, but instead we have a Shaw Shocker to take its place.
1: And Porsche's show.
3: And Porsche's show. Do we want to start with Ultimate Girl Trip, though?
1: Yeah, because that... Okay, so that airs at... I mean, I know now it's on like a regular schedule, but the rollout has been so chaotic that it's been confusing to me. And they aired an episode on Thanksgiving. It's like, what are we doing?
3: Well, that was the strangest part, because episode five of seven was the first episode to air on its scheduled date, and that scheduled date just happening to be Thanksgiving it's like yeah. one of all the episodes to air on the scheduled
1: date. And the thing is, I wasn't doing anything else. So I watched on Thanksgiving, but yeah.
3: I I don't even know if we got to it. No, we got to it Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we did house of Gucci on uh, Saturday, which tune into the pre-show to hear more about that.
1: Oh, we talk about that.
3: Yeah. House of Gucci, baby. Uh, okay. So ultimate girls trip. It's, even though it's only 7 episodes, it's crazy what a trajectory we are going on with some of the characters within the show.
1: We're doing a lot with all of them.
3: So, I I think in our first 3 or so episodes, you and I were both very high on
1: Cynthia. Mhm. And
3: now she's like throwing down a temper tantrum.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like it is literally Rachel Dratch as Debbie Downer. Yeah
3: it's and you know what it's really I mean this this show is pulling back the curtain in in many ways but it's really pulling back the curtain in terms of what a friendship of convenience Cynthia and Kenya were yeah because I mean Cynthia saying I was her friend it seems like because she had no other friends and that's why I was her friend Mm -hmm. and like they haven't really shown this flashback which they really should have like all the times Kenya has been so bad to Cynthia. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, remember when we're doing the, 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 ba- we're talking about the Bailey Wine Center and Kenya's like grilling Cynthia on all different kinds of
1: wines. Yes, yes. That was what, and then the, the ruining the engagement. But I mean, like Cynthia in a way is, is more like what they're trying to make Lou out to be, like Cynthia traditionally like lets things roll yeah. off her backs. Lou, everyone's trying to make that her thing, yeah, but like yeah. that's not true as far as her character on like her show. I know, but
3: but Lou, it's like if you have enough people telling her something, she's gonna believe it. Kind of right. just like the the Christmas show and like the the cabaret and stuff. Like she's gonna believe it.
1: It's really what I did feel bad for Cynthia, like feeling left out on this trip and it's like i get that they're on a tv show so they need to like make their own adventure but like if you take out like the like what we know it is like if you're on a trip with a lot of people it's sometimes if you're the one who's like kind of left out it is tough
2: mm.
3: but i mean remote is the most left out except strangely not she's got like kyle and zia melissa as her cheerleaders
1: i know i mean kyle like protecting her in that one fight against kenya
3: yeah, why? <laughs> just let her dig her own grave.
1: Yeah, it is It is a lot of Ramona just digging her own grave. And I feel like there are moments, and I think that Kenya actually realized this about what she was doing. Kenya had a moment in the most, not the most recent episode, the the one of the yacht party. Okay. Where she was like, I went too far in my behavior. And I think her in her brain, she yeah. was like, I just need to sit back and let Ramona like dig yeah. without like getting too hyped about it, you know?
3: Yeah. I I mean as we are coming closer and closer to the end, it sort of makes some sense of a sunsetting on Cynthia and potentially Ramona as well. Yeah. Like for this to be Ramona's last go at it all, feels better even though like she's being a monster it feels better for it to be this rather than the last season of roni
1: Mm -hmm. yeah but i mean like also and i'm not making this argument but i think a lot of people will argue what do we have going on without ramona as far as like drama drama
3: on this show
1: or on 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 this show on this show
3: oh yeah of course oh no i like she is doing her job but i just like i do think like She's been on the show for a very long time, and I think like it's going to run its course at some point, right? No, totally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't like have any opinion on the – I don't think I have any opinion right now on like the Sh- Fire Ramona, oh. Don't Fire Ramona. At, at this point, I'm like, can we get cameras up in some capacity in New York? Because we're already missing the holiday season.
3: No, it's not going to be in the holidays. It's not. I
1: know, I know, but it's like, TikTok, TikTok, we also need to fill this, Bra- this Bravo calendar with content.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we're going to get to some Rony stuff later, which has me worried. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, you know what? Other things that I like, I love when the Jersey girls get to be like sisters. Like okay. when they're like arm in arm leaving the the par- the party
1: at John's house and like recapping what's going on. Like that was cute for me. But it's, like, acting because Teresa, like, obviously does not care for Melissa.
3: No, but but you know what? I don't think it's acting because I do think, like, Teresa's not that complicated in terms of, like, if she's in the moment, just, like, you're having a fun conversation, mm-hmm. like, it's fine. I think it's just when she starts, like, thinking about things too much, she's, then she, like, reminds herself that she doesn't like Melissa.
1: I think Teresa, of all of them on this show, is the most interesting to watch her interact with all the rest of the women. Mm-hmm because she's so Jersey and like, so has like this life that's so (laughs) always been the same. Yeah. That like to see her out of her element. And she's, it's not like she's like doing anything. She's not flipping a table, but she's like joking about like funny stuff. Like when they were in the car on the way to John's house and Ramona said, Oh yeah, we're eating outside. And she was like, Oh, is he afraid we're going to start throwing stuff? Mm -hmm. Like she has little moments like that where I'm like, It's fun to see her interact with like a new group of gals who aren't soldiers.
3: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I also think like I'm liking Lou in this setting. Cause it's not about the the cabaret and like, she's really settled into her sobriety as well.
1: Yeah. Her being egged on by Kenya to go flirt with John was really fun. Just like her having new, like, girls to talk to is really interesting as well. Yeah. Um I'm not like I'm not the biggest Lou fan. I kind of find her boring, but it is <laughs> interesting to watch her in this setting. Yeah. And then I will say one thing. Mm. You're probably going to disagree with me. It's like Mauricio came great for a night, but we've only got 7 nights with these girls bonding and Kyle has been the good time night girl. So mm. to be deprived of a night of footage of Kyle like partying with the girls at night, I'm like yeah. You don't, Mo will be there when he's there. I know you could meet up with him in two nights. Or have him come stay in the room with you and Zia. Oh my God. That'll be fun. (laughs) Willy Wonka. Yeah. I thought you were going to be like pro Mo. No, I liked him being, no, I liked him being at the dinner party. I'm saying she went back to his hotel after the dinner Mm. party. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know.
1: And she had been like the consistent late night good time girl. Yeah. Which had been really fun footage to watch. So to be deprived of a night of that was the one thing that bugged me. I liked him being at the party. I thought that was interesting, too. I wish I could have seen him interact with John a little more, I think. Yeah.
3: Uh, okay. I think that's pretty much it for Girl Trip, unless you have anything else.
1: No, yeah. It's like, we don't need to an- analyze it. It's like easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl.
3: I, it, I feel like I'm watching something else, you know? It doesn't It doesn't even feel like a housewife show to me.
1: No, it's like, I can, I'll just like... Sit up in my bed and I'm kind of on my phone. I'm like playing Uno, but watching intently. Oh, okay. Wow, a phone show. How just no? It's no. No, it's not a phone show. It's not a full phone show because I'm not like crossing animals or whatever you do. Oh, I'm like Uno is the easiest thing. It's colors and numbers. Okay. All right, we gotta talk about
3: Potomac, Nicki Minaj, Part Four.
1: How are we feeling? Okay. I enjoyed it, but there were parts of it that made me sad.
3: Oh yeah, there were, it was, okay. I'm I'm glad she at least prefaced it by saying like, I want to first say like, I enjoy the show. I respect you all. I'm a fan, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But like, she was going into like some really weird places.
1: Yeah. The weirdest place I think she went was the... Do you, Robin, and Giselle share beds yeah. when you're on vacation together? Like implying like a relationship, like a sexual relationship?
3: Yeah, that was strange. She also ha- seemingly has the biggest crush on Robin of the group. Good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so do you. I, yeah, sure. Uh, She uh, was like so bent on this. Ashley, you don't have a storyline. It's like I'm sorry, Ashley is the story. <laughs> like she doesn't need a storyline.
1: This phrase in the Bravo universe, as far as like fans go, it's like people don't necessarily need a quote unquote storyline. Some of the strongest players are just like even supporting players or players who are just there to like mix stuff up.
3: Yeah does does Kathy Hilton have a storyline? No.
1: no. <laughs> so I mean, like maybe like going and sitting at, on the couch with the uh a chicken salad.
3: Yeah, that's her storyline. Yeah. Uh yeah, so that's that. Uh would you like to be Juan's first gay friend?
1: <laughs> sure, yes. <laughs> that was so fucked up. It's like
2: Juan
1: doesn't have one gay Juan doesn't have one gay friend? How many gay friends does he have? <laughs> how many and how many gay friends do you have? Gla- Gladly
3: zero. <laughs> okay. Um I the the Karen age conversation I felt bad for her but like at least we're landing in a good place in terms of well you look m- much like you look younger than you are now yeah, and then yeah. compared to where we started but it was sad it's,
1: it's sad and then like the Giselle thing was so mean in my uh, opinion when Nikki was like talking about Giselle's life and her looks and her oh. aging
3: Okay, okay.
1: And then Wendy called her a turkey neck on Twitter.
3: Oh, uh, I know. That was not my favorite Zenwen moment.
1: Zenwen. Zenwen. I'm sorry. When she was peeking at the car. <laughs> and just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'm, I was like a big Zenwen fan all last year, a lot of this year, I don't know where I am right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, after listening to her on Las Culturistas, I obviously, like, that's the Zen one I want. Yeah. But, like, on the show, I'm not sure. I yeah. mean, I'm not saying kick her off, but it's, like, I, not the best showing for me. I don't know.
3: Okay. Uh, I thought it was interesting. This was one of the parts of the conversation where was like, oh, th- this is interesting. It makes sense. We have never touched on this before in terms of giselle being ready to get back with uh pastor jamal once she was on the show Mm -hmm. because she had a more equal footing with him at this point i thought that was a gucci
1: car yeah she had a gucci car house of gucci car (laughs) patricia designed that very car Father Son house of gucci car um
3: okay so the 100 million dollars in the bank question was fun for all yeah (laughs) I mean, mean, obviously, they all said, like, yeah, I would still be with this man.
1: (laughs) Let's go down the line and figure out, like, who was telling the truth. I mean, Karen was telling the truth. Okay, so Karen is
3: 58, Mm -hmm. and they've been together for 25 years.
1: Yeah, and I saw the picture from back then on the bicycle on the cliff or whatever, and they looked great in love. I mean... I don't know if Mia's telling the truth. I don't know if Ashley's telling the truth, but who knows? Love is love. love I know, but is no, love.
3: No, but let me. This is what I'm landing at: is that the 58? She's 58. She was 33, mm-hmm. right? I feel like at 33, you know, like you know what you're doing. Sure. You know what I mean? Whereas Whereas Ashley was 22 when she met Michael.
1: Yeah, and like I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22, and that's a song about being really young.
3: And, yeah, and, like, meeting a man like Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just... It's hard to tell, because, like, like, Ashley has just, like, weathered the storm for this long. So for her to even, like, give any indication where it's like, oh, would I really have gone down this road in my life?
1: <laughs> I mean, I think I said this last week. It's like, the world roots for Ashley to... Mm. leave michael but it doesn't sound like ashley's rooting for ashley to leave michael so let's not hold our breath y'all yeah
3: okay then there's something else just big picture that i wanted to bring up is it feels like there is no way that nikki prepared all this on her own
1: well no she had she talks about having meetings with the producers and or she tweeted about this, I think. Oh. And like how they were like, all her calls with the producers were so fun. So there were definitely like prep meetings and that kind of stuff where I'm sure they pulled together questions and yeah. her team, et cetera.
3: Yeah, you because know, just one example was when like, um, like it was a, a moment from early in the season that wasn't that huge where Mia said something like, oh, uh, what, you know, Eddie wouldn't even look me in the, in the face because mm-hmm. of because of Wendy, right? You know, that was in a commercial, and it was such like a small moment. But like for Nikki to pluck that as a conversation point felt like you okay, you prepared for this,
1: yeah. And also like Wendy's questions were very hyper focused on like relationships mm-hmm. and looks. It sounded like yeah, but the booty models, the booty models, yeah. Uh th- the part that.
3: I- the part that was probably the meanest and she was kind of on her ass the entire episode mm-hmm. was the Candace part. Right. I mean, like, it was interesting watching Candace navigate this because she was kind of defending people that you would not normally expect, particularly Ashley. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like we could get an Ashley-Candace take on the barbs. Like, just just uh come to a a better place in time for next season situation.
1: Good. Uh, A Tamara Gretchen Alliance season. Please, please. I would love that. I would love that too. But the stuff with the music and like that weirdly
3: worded question on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the most successful and one being a flizzop. What did you expect Candace's like song or album or whatever to be? It's like, well, obviously she's not going to like go to number one, like Taylor Swift or something, you know?
1: Right. She's not going to be, she's not going to be as successful as you, Nikki. Yeah. So like you, you're always like, no matter what, like right now you're always going to be quote unquote better than her in your eyes by your criteria. So like, yeah. it's, you're, it's like a self-serving question that Nikki's asking basically. Yeah.
3: And I, I asking her to sing. Acapella, on the spot, unprepared, and I I think I saw mixed reviews online, but watching it and then watching the crowd's reaction, I was proud and impressed for Candace.
1: I think it was a successful moment for that time in that television show.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was happy for her. But... Chris was not happy.
1: (laughs) I know. And it's, I mean, like Andy jumping out there to like congratulate her right after they went to break and all that kind of stuff. And like, it was kind of good that he was there to like talk some sense into Chris in that moment, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like also funny given that like this was filmed. It's funny watching this be filmed. After what Candace said in that Diamonds and Rosé book, because Mm. the book was, I don't know if it was out by the time this was filmed, but Andy had already definitely read it because it's on his imprint. Yeah. So it's just funny to like think about that Mm. in the context of like him interacting with Candace. Sure. Because Candace like, like potentially rightfully so, like talk shit about him in the book, which Mm -hmm. is interesting.
3: Sure. Wow. That is... Potomac.
1: That is Potomac. I need cameras up. <laughs> I mean, let's get them up right now. I think we're losing right. Mia. Yeah. Which is like I liked her in general Um, and I mean, I, I like I liked her in general as a housewife. Uh, She didn't bring anything like that extraordinary but if we lose her, I'm fine with it. If we no. keep her, I'm fine with it.
3: Sure. Okay. So we did not have Salt Lake City this week, which I mean, we've been on such a ride with Salt Lake City over the past few weeks, and I was dying for this episode. Like, I as we were sitting down on on Sunday night, I was like, "Oh my god, we're going to talk about the mortgage tonight." And then Alex was like, "No, it's
1: Portia." It's like I feel like we're shooting the show in the foot by like like we're losing momentum. By and I get why they put Portia's episode there, but it's just like, where's Portia's episode going to go from here on out? Probably the Potomac spot. Oh, yeah, that's over. So it's, I don't know. I don't know. Uh,
3: so that already put me in a bad mood for Porsche's Family Matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we got Porsche's Family Matters, a spinoff. This week on Patreon, we did a whole bonus episode discussing every single spinoff that has spun off of The Real Housewives,
1: mm-hmm.
3: including spinoffs of spinoffs of spinoffs.
1: Yeah, Exactly.
3: So tune into that if you want to go, take a listen. We start with uh, Date My Ex, Joe and Slade, all the way up to Portia's Family Matters. Exactly. Okay, but this, it's like, okay, guys, once once you hear everything, it'll all make sense. It's like, it's not, no, it's not going to. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Like,
3: stop saying this.
1: It's like, tell us everything.
3: But there's nothing to tell. You guys dated for, like, less than a month and got engaged.
1: (laughs) I mean, this show, in this show, Dennis, her ex, is, like, a bright spot. Because he's the one who's, like, let's let's call it out. Like, say what happened. Like, it's, but the show is, like, it's a major phone show for me.
3: Yeah. I mean, he is the one person who's actually, like, Even questioning
1: the situation. Yeah.
3: Because it feels like everyone else is just, like, afraid of Portia.
1: Like, go with the flow. I mean, the only reason that we're on the show is because of Portia. Yeah, like, she is an executive
3: producer. Yeah. So it's like, we gotta just, like, fall in line. Um, Dennis has charisma. Mm Mm-hmm. Unlike Simon.
1: I know. I, like... Seeing the two of them like in the same show, and I initially probably I don't think I liked Dennis back when we were first introduced. I think he, I was like fine with him, but now I'm like, oh, like Dennis is like, I he's the like hot dog king, like he's cool.
3: <laughs> I mean, it, it's like it, if it was Dennis, I'd be like, okay, well, I could see what you're what you're rushing into. You're, there's like some charm there. Mm-hmm. What what a, what's the the gag? And it's always funny to me where like. I, when when I see our new relationship, when we're fighting. Right. Like, we're already fighting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this should be the fun part, you know? Not right. the fighting part.
1: Yeah. Uh, Are you going to continue watching?
3: I'll probably... Yeah, but I think it's going to be like a phone. I'm going to be phoning it in. <laughs> yeah, phone
1: show. Do you think they'll move Salt Lake up to Potomac's Spot and put Portia behind that because right now I think Salt Lake has a little, maybe has a little bit of rank ratings than Portia's show, or maybe not.
3: Uh, they're definitely like I think in line with each other. Maybe okay, yeah. I mean Potomac was getting better ratings than both. I think yeah, yeah. Um, just a few other things about Portia, not even the show itself. Number one, the fact that it's called Real Housewives of Atlanta: Portia's Family Matters. mm-hmm Says a lot. Keep that door open. Part two loved her even more on Wash Uvens Live than Mm -hmm. on this show.
1: And she said she would definitely go back to Atlanta. Uh,
3: Did she say definitely? I thought she was leaving the door open.
1: She, but like more than most people ever do. Yeah. It was like more. And she like said to Andy, like, I can't believe you made me admit that. Or like, not something like that, but like, it was like. Yeah. Yeah, a knowing I mean, look I, with Andy.
3: I think the combination of the the name of the show being that, like, paragraph and her saying that, it's like, she clearly just didn't want to film this season because mm-hmm. they were going to drag her up and down the block for this situation mm-hmm. that we're in. Yeah. And the network was like, here, you'll fill the time slot, a bunch of episodes, here's some money, let's go. Mm-hmm. Because we're not ending the season with the, the, well, watch up it's live Andy even asked like do we have a wedding day and we're still enjoying the engagement so it's not like we're we're going anywhere in particular the season okay yeah okay you did not watch sha shocker as per my advice
1: yes you said don't watch and i didn't yeah
3: so the show which is on hulu is the second of the abc news Specials mm-hmm. after the first one being about Erica Jane, and like the Erica Jane one, we learned some shit
1: there. Right, they had the whole section with all the victims talking, and it was like really riveting, and you learned stuff you had never known before.
3: Now this program, it felt like the audience was people who do not watch the show. Mm-hmm. And are not even casually following the story, right? Because there's really n- there's so much filler in terms of like, well, this is who Jinsa is on the show, and this is what the show is, and th- it's like, uh, okay, let's get to it. And it's only maybe forty five minutes long, <laughs> so I think the big takeaways were number one, we have Koa there, which is that person whose name is bleeped out that comes up on the show.
1: Uh, okay.
3: The one that's get being yelled at in the secret footage. Okay. Yeah, which, okay. Like, that's fine, but ha- that has nothing to do with what she's being arrested for. It just has to do with her being, like, a crazy person.
1: Interesting. Okay, I would want to see those scenes, maybe.
3: Yeah, uh, we have... Victims of this type of crime.
1: But not the actual victims <laughs> yeah, of no. Jenshaw.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I like one one is like tangentially related to her, like in terms of it's a marketing company that scammed her had purchased leads from Genshaw, but not mm-hmm. in, but she is not like a victim in the Genshaw case.
1: Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're not getting the direct victims like we were in the Erica Jane documentary.
3: Okay. And then I guess some commentators lay out what her potential defense strategy might be, Mm -hmm. which is, okay, I'm selling – I'm, like, getting people's information from when they sign up for things or blah, 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 and then I sell a company leads – and then what they do with this list of names and phone numbers and information is their prerogative. Like right. I'm not the one calling this person up and like selling them services and not delivering and charging them on their credit card. Like mm-hmm. I am merely providing other companies, uh, a telemarketing opportunity. Right. So, I mean, I don't, obviously it sounds like Jen is far up on, her company's totem pole being that she is the owner of the company. And the fact Mm -hmm. that Stu pled guilty does not bode well, because he would potentially be a a witness against her for the government. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So I don't know how that's going to shake out. I guess the one last other thing is an aunt of hers is interviewed. It's not the aunt. I don't think so. No. No.
1: Okay, not the uh, aunt who got amputated and did smell like hospital. Thing.
3: She she's passed away. That aunt.
1: Um, no, we saw it, her at the beginning of the season. I know, but like she has since. She has so since. I'm pretty sure. Did I know that? And it's just like there's too much news that I I possibly. didn't mark it as important in my brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but how this, many people from Salt Lake have passed away this season? I don't
3: know. Uh, but this aunt. Essentially there to defend Sha?
1: <laughs> oh, geez.
3: Yeah, so that's an interesting part of this endeavor. And it's like uh, the, the involvement of Dana Wilkie strangely like makes more sense in this documentary than the first one.
1: Because she's, she's been studying.
3: She's like, I'm the one who like saw that she worked for this company and on, on LinkedIn and like this, and like all her little investigative journalism herself. Mm-hmm. So, but whatever. She's just like <sighs> She is what she is.
1: Sunny Hostin's on in and is she? No, 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 no. Thank no, no, no. God.
3: Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about her being in the Erica Jane one. Yeah. Okay. Shall we get to? <laughs> Do we have to Vanderpump <laughs>
1: Rules? Oh yeah. Ooh. Uh, uh,
3: we have done twenty-five cocktail tasting parties.
1: I know. And why are Tom Sandoval's cocktails always so complicated? They involve like steps. After you take a sip, you have to like do something with a, something that's in it somewhere else.
3: Yeah. Although I got to say this morning I watched on the today show, uh, Paul McCartney's daughter made a bloody Mary dip. That's like flavored like a bloody Mary, but it's a dip. And what you're dipping into it is like a piece of focaccia like an olive and like another little accoutrement and you're dipping into the dip. That is like f- fun for me.
1: <laughs> but that's, that's like, that's different. That's a dip. I know. Like, I know, I know you're I know. supposed to dip a dip with his drinks. It's like, there's like so many elements yeah. to them that they're just so complicated. And I said that it before on the show, maybe with honey, that he is not going to be successful because he gets too ingrained in like the little details and has no idea about the big picture.
3: Yeah. We're still fighting about the name with Katie Maloney.
1: Katie Maloney's right.
3: Uh, I, And then, you know what's also funny is the narrative of this season having to have been on hold in order for everything to open back up. It's like, really? Because we're just hanging out in the Valley Village homes. Like It's not like we're in a bar or restaurant very much at all.
1: We get, like, one little uh, scene of them doing side work and, like, Charlie didn't realize how many forks you have to put in or something, right? Yeah.
3: Like, was that
1: necessary for the success of this season? I mean, I would rather see them in Sir. Like, I miss the fucking back alley. Mm. Well, we do have
3: James having a chat with a, like an uncle or like a uncle-like figure, godfather-like figure, who's like talking to him about the sobriety journey. And it sounds like he is going to cut weed out. Like, I didn't realize what, I guess like it's been touched on here or there, but like, it sounds like it's an everyday situation with the weed.
1: Yeah. He's just like fully replaced alcohol with weed. But I think
3: that might've even been like a big part of it. The picture even before as well. Right. Just It was both before. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's like, okay, we have that conversation and then we just have to like have the conversation a second time with Lisa just to give her a scene.
1: <sighs> the way they're utilizing Lisa this season is just like oh yeah uh
3: sheena's talking to brock about being sick of the theme parties because she has to like wear all these different outfits i'm like yeah i'm just
1: sick of the theme parties (laughs) also like theme parties are fun every once in a while but y'all are in your 30s and like just go to your friend's house and have a cocktail without putting on a costume yeah uh,
3: there's just a sadness about every single one of these parties that I don't feel when we're like hanging out with the Winterhouse kids.
1: Yeah. Because the Winterhouse kids all have job to sound so bad, but they all have like job jobs and careers. And this feels to them, it's like going on vacation. So it's special mm. with the Vanderpump rules kids. It's like the party is the job. The party is the job.
3: Yeah. Huh? That's really an interesting perspective that I had not considered. Like in in Winter House, the party is actually the party.
1: Yeah, it is literally their their vacation, and it is a job. Like, I mean, I don't know if I would be taking like two weeks off in the middle of the winter to go to a house and party with friends, but it, yeah. at least it feels a little more feasible than like these people who are like getting together every day for these different cocktail parties.
3: Yeah. I, you know, I love that last season of summer house so much. And I was like, Oh no, I want them to be locked in the house together again. But I kind of am excited to go back to the formula of let's work and then come on the weekends.
1: Yeah. It's, it makes it feel special.
3: It's just, it's so different from all the other shows.
1: Yeah. And that's like, that is what initially stressed me out about Summerhouse was yeah. them going out to the Hamptons every weekend. Because yeah. I know how much of a slog that is. But yeah. at yeah. least it's not me. But people do that in real life, though. I know it's
3: wild. Yeah, I, it's like that to me is the job. It's like all that traveling back and forth. Oh, like don't you if just you've,
1: chill? If you've ever been hungover driving in a car back from Long Island, <laughs> it's hell. Mm, mm mm hell 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 yeah
3: yeah uh i don't know there's not a a ton more other than like some creep friend of brock's grabbing charlie i think
1: oh yeah that was disgusting
3: and that's gonna like turn into a conversation next week between her and sheena i i believe mm-hmm. uh we're gonna next week we're gonna mm. raise money for raquel's nose job by take by taking f- feet pics that's yeah. That's where we're at. Okay. There's only one person who can save us.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> and that
3: is Heather DeBrow. <laughs> when we were we were down and out. Potomac's over. No Salt Lake City. Trudging through a pump rules. A stupid shot shocker.
1: Mm-hmm. Who who
3: can we count on? Heather DeBrow.
1: <laughs> Heather DeBrow. I mean, okay. This is what we've been waiting for, and I was afraid before going into the episode, had we been too hyped, meaning Mm. had we hyped ourselves too much. You in particular. Me in particular, yes, and I I know that, like, I'm always self-aware about that, but to be honest, solid first episode. Yeah. Okay, so... I feel like it was being sold
3: to us as this is going to be like an explosive first episode. And I'm glad it played out the way it did in terms of it not being to the very, very end Mm -hmm. because it can't be explosive explosive from the get go. Cause we got to like make sense of who's, who's here. Why are we back? What's going on?
1: The thing is, and I think like what people forget is if you're like obsessed with Bravo, you're not looking at it like the casual viewer is. So we need to do some world building. Mm, we have yeah. new women here. We have someone back from four seasons ago who we're reintroducing. So we have to spend this first episode, whether we like it or not, and we just want explosions to happen. We have to build this world, bitch. Yeah. And I thought they did a pretty good job building this world. Okay, to me, the secret explosive moment, which
3: I don't even think in their minds the cast they were thinking about when like selling this was them inadvertently getting together unplanned when cameras were down.
1: Oh, bitch, you know that I thought, you know that how I feel about that moment. I like, that is when, okay, let's break it down because (laughs) the reason it's so explosive is that we saw that when Heather DeBro got announced to be coming back, we saw that video of Shannon Badur at Kelly Dawes house, literally looking shook.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: Shook. Yeah. And so if I'm Shannon Badur in that situation, what am I going to do? I want to be on my best at my very best walking into my first scene yeah. with this woman who, when she first joins the cast, Shannon, they had major tension and iconic fights. Yeah. yeah. And they like, formed some bit of a friendship after that sure. but they haven't really talked since yeah so shannon wants to be at her tip top a plus walking mm-hmm. into her first scene with heather so the fact that she ran into heather and then blacked out and then heather had-
3: was, it sounded like she was already
1: out drunk with emily and gina like yeah because it was after that scene on that the place on the roof or whatever. And then they continued to drink through the night and then ran into Heather much later. So the fact that Heather ended up paying their bill.
3: So that's what I can't make sense of. Cause like, it sounds like does Heather leave and then they stay, but then how does Heather end up paying the bill?
1: It sounds like they leave and Heather stays, but
3: didn't, but didn't Shannon say something like I was the last man standing. Maybe. And I didn't didn't have my credit card on me.
1: Oh, I think what happened was Shannon was the last of her and Gina and Emily standing. Okay. And maybe it was Shannon and Heather still left and Heather had to foot their bill.
3: But the the way that is playing out in my mind then is that like Heather shows up. Man, I really wish there was like security footage or something like this. Like Heather shows up she's like, hi girls. We're like talking, we're chatting, but like Heather might be there with Terry or like with other people. So then like Heather, and since we're not filming, Heather's like, okay, like see you for shooting tomorrow.
1: And then Maybe, like, but that's, that's you, your narrative. We don't know how it ended up I know, going down.
3: But I'm just, I'm coming up with a narrative. And so right. like, so like Shannon ends up being the last of her group there.
1: And, and she then- goes up to Heather and begs.
3: <laughs> she takes her little tin <laughs> cup <laughs>
1: i don't know i just also, like- heather i mean sorry shannon is not a reliable narrator in this so like mm. why didn't she have her credit card on her she's been out all day know, this is something we need to get to at the reunion if it does not come up again i know we must but that is like the moment that i was like holy shit so Shannon thinks she's the queen bee here and she's going in at least as like at least I can meet Heather up on like we're both like these two matriarch to matriarch but instead she has to walk into the same place she left by the way (laughs) the next day and like with her uh, tail between her legs and that is like so fun to me yeah
3: okay Uh, just a little earlier obviously dinner with the DeBros. love catching up with the fam hmm uh i were the kids are definitely more camera ready this go around obviously because they're older
1: right max is ready to be a star by con max who <laughs> when they're talking about 2018 and matt and like heather's like well like what can you do now and then like Ma- max keeps on hinting at sex yeah, yeah, yeah. and nobody's getting it and she's like even says to her brother like you're not picking up what i'm putting down yeah which was a funny moment i think yeah
3: uh, yeah. So, you know, I feel like, I think part of, I, I could imagine part of the reason Heather is com- like coming back is because the kids want to do this.
1: Oh, yeah. So, you know, I listened to Heather Dubrow's world. Yeah. So the moment, the week after, or the day after, rather, she did the podcast announcing that she was coming back with Andy oh, yeah. Cohen. She had that full episode with the entire yeah, family. I listened, yeah. And then she just had an episode on Thanksgiving uh, where all the kids had their different segments with her on Thanksgiving. So the oh. kids like being, they like the camera. They like the microphone who can yeah. blame them. They're all interesting. She was even talking about an interview that I listened to where like, she's excited to like showcase like Max being bisexual, how her kids are all different people and like how like different families can work. And she's hoping that that will help other people out there, which I think it will to some degree. Yeah. So, Oh God, I just am. I, i can't help but be a, a stand. i'm sorry i, I need you're to just take a step back okay <laughs> I, uh
3: we had like a two sisters moment with gina and emily like heading to the the gym together you know we are tackling so much with them in terms of the dui mm-hmm. ex-husband matt mm-hmm. uh shane passing the bar it's, mm-hmm. like at this point this is their fourth season yeah So we've been on a journey with them.
1: I think it's so interesting. The Gina thing with Matt Mm. and how she's talking about how, yes, it would be easier for me if I just dropped everything. Yeah. But she doesn't want to get like however many years from now when her children are adults and have them look back and see that she dropped it for convenience. She wants them to know that their mother was strong and that their father like, took the consequences that came with his behavior. And I think that's such like a, I never hear these issues talked about like that.
3: Yeah. Never, never. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's just, I I like seeing them again. Obviously like, you know, what's a fun fact is in our come through queen Patreon super list. Uh, Emily is our lowest ranking currently serving housewife, not including Miami.
1: Okay. I could see her going up if we redo it. Yeah. I mean
3: like the I, the the thing is like the more you're on the more opportunity you have once yeah. you're
1: off, you know. Um the whole thing about the bar association literally lowering the <laughs> bar. Yeah. Gina cracking up about the, I am yeah. sorry. Gina is uh, the protagonist. She's yeah. our she's our Annie.
3: Yeah. <laughs> she's our like the sun is going to come out tomorrow for for Gina, I
1: think. Annie live I think is on tonight and Gina is our Annie. Yeah. And um Mr. Daddy Big Warbucks that, is uh Heather DeBro.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean Gina is like people don't give her credit. Like she gives good confessional.
1: She gives good confessional, like the hair. I mean, they dragged her for the hair all episode in on Watch what happens yeah. live, but like the hair's right.
3: Okay. Speaking of the hair, all the girls are giving us a half up, half down. Giving us Ariani, giving us Arianka. All mm-hmm.
1: long. <laughs> I know. We're getting ponies everywhere.
3: The half up, half down is like the um what's like the 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 shirts that they used to
1: all wear? Like the Sky Tops. The sky tops. It's yes. like the
3: sky tops of season sixteen, really.
1: Yeah, I mean sometimes we're getting all up. We have to say that. <laughs>
3: yeah. No, to me, all up is like a bun. You no, know what but- I mean?
1: Okay, but like a ponytail, like we got that ponytail at Nobu from Heather.
3: I'm I'm giving it a half up, half down. <laughs> okay, I'm using the Azalea Banks definition of what a half up, half down is. Yeah,
1: maybe like put in a clip so people know what you're okay. talking about. Right, I got
2: my half up, half down. Did I give Ariani? Did I give Arianka or no?
3: Okay, so to me, this Nicole Jones or Nicole Weiss or whoever she is. Is like, this is the enigma.
1: (laughs) Well, this is the girl who, rumor has it, she was going to be a full friend of, but had to stop filming mid-season, maybe, because she's maybe anti-vax.
3: Oh! That is all
1: alleged, but that's what I heard through, like, the blogs or whatever.
3: Okay, okay. The 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 streets are talking. The streets are talking. Uh, Okay. Which is interesting, because, like, Heather Dubrow, like... Is the one that's really bringing her on. I know. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But you just never know what you're gonna get. In we'll see. County. I mean,
1: I might be making that up, but like, but I think I'm right. It feels good. It feels good. Yeah. Uh,
3: Noella, happy to be there.
1: Yeah. I mean, first of all, I think she's gonna bring us a lot of iconic fashion moments this this uh, season.
3: I, I mean, sh- I we could have. S- seen that coming a mile away from the, mm. the summer of Bronwyn and Noella. Right. When they were like doing a photo shoot every, every day. Mm-hmm. And then Bronwyn getting mentioned 25 times this episode.
1: I know. And like, I feel like Bravo's doing it on purpose to punish.
3: <laughs> to punish. No. <laughs> to punish. No. Okay. Uh, oh,
1: but while we're on Noella. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> I'm not excited to see another like sex dungeon. Mm. And, this one was like, really sad though. It like the bed looked like a you know when you watch an old timey movie and there's like a hospital bed?
3: <laughs> Did it smell like hospitals here?
1: <laughs> it, it like looked like an old timey hospital bed. That would be like oh, it would be like in the hospital wing of um Harry Potter. Popcorn. Or is it
3: or is it like um what's that Kathy Bates movie where like the man
1: Misery. Misery. Yeah. I think that was just a bed. bed I know, but it was but, in her house.
3: But that felt like hospital y to me. It's not yeah. like hospital. Um, no, that room, like it, for for such a huge house, it looked like it was like a wine closet.
1: Yeah. It uh, definitely inspired by Alex and Simon's Brooklyn renovation mm, yes, color their scheme. Impact. Yes. Yes.
3: Yes. yes. Uh, we don't meet is he sweet james or (laughs) what's nice james i forget but we are like i think we are in the midst of a divorce irl
1: yes we need someone from um this area of the country to call in and like like talk about his impact to us because oh it's like is is he Salino and barnes for that area Mm, like he's a local yeah because everyone has their regional like ambulance chasing lawyers (laughs) okay okay
3: Yeah, and he's just the sweet James. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Dr. Jen. It's hard for me to really land with her because she feels like an amalgamation of so many women.
1: She looks like Bronwyn. She looks like Elizabeth Vargas. She looks like Gretchen. There's some Aviva there. Catherine Edwards. Catherine Edwards. It's like... Yeah. It's a lot. But, I mean, like, her husband's commitment to having his shirt off in every every scene but also
3: see, feels much like uh much like shannon it seems like filming is miserable for him like he's not like like pepping up for the camera
1: i know but i think he's like i gotta do something so he takes off his shirt okay yeah he's trying to make the rankings in like the house husband's hall yeah. of fame or he's whatever. like all right let's do it yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay but i i mentioned this doesn't Shannon seem
1: so miserable to be here? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it's Heather. I don't
3: I don't know if it's only Heather. It just if I feel like even
1: last year she was miserable miserable to be here. Well, because she has no she has no friends on this show. I
3: know. So it's she's like stuck in this life where this is how I make money. Uh-huh. It's much like the Vanderpump Rules kids like having to go to the party. Like yeah, it's not fun for her. I think.
1: I know. Oh, it's this cycle for her. I mean, if we want to keep her on, maybe let's bring on an ally, but she has no allies. I was like, even Tamara and her are fighting online mm, this week. Yeah.
3: I, I, I do got to say, Emily's saying, like, like we're the me because I laughed at that. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, okay. The house tour.
1: Okay. To,
3: the house tour to me is like, An iconic moment on Housewives.
1: It's so exciting. I might actually, after we record, go rewatch it.
3: I need the Cohen cut, like, just a full raw footage, like, an hour of her giving them the full tour.
1: And we need cameras on Shannon's face, cameras on Gina's face the entire time.
3: I want it it to be interactive where I could like, click and then, like, zoom in on, like, the character I want to focus on.
1: Okay, this isn't a video game,
3: bitch. Uh, <laughs> it's just the dichotomy of Gina and Shannon's reaction. Like, Shannon about to burst into tears in every room.
1: <laughs> like, when they walk outside to look at the view, and Gina uh, goes to Shannon, did you have this view? And Shannon goes, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because um, we. I think the thing is, we often forget that Shannon came onto this show living a very big lifestyle yeah. with a very big house, like, very expensive stuff. Yeah, she was and a wrench-wrench. She, wrench she kind of had a fall from grace, in a way, as far as wealth goes. So, like, putting her back into this place in her old neighborhood, it was, like, her old, like, development.
3: Yeah. oh, that house tour. Love it. Okay. So then, this is what I cannot really wrap my head around. The secret is, Nicole Weiss sued terry DeBro.
1: <laughs> yeah that was what i was watching at the very end i was watching the very end of uh the most recent episode uh, yeah. sorry i was watching the very end of the premiere right before we recorded and it's i think we're still in confusion lands and i think the beginning of next week's episode is going to be like a lot
3: yeah so does so is this going to just like expose the fact that Heather did not really know this chick. And like, we were just pretending to be friends.
1: (laughs) I think maybe. And like the way we see Heather behave. Yeah. It feels like from what we saw, Heather might've been ready to like,
3: like, shut it down,
1: shut it down and actually not participate in the season.
3: Yeah. Like a Heather Thompson situation. Yeah. Wow. The curse of the Heather,
1: the curse of Heather. No, but no, obviously she participates. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But, and then just to like tie it up, What a joyous appearance on Watch What Happens Live.
1: I know. Just like holding that champagne flute most of the time. Yeah.
3: But she was happy to be there. Andy was happy to be there. Annalie Ashford was happy to Uh be there.
1: (laughs) Paula Jones herself.
3: Paula. I did love her comment of like Paula Jones saying she only watched the first episode and then didn't like watch anymore. And hoping that like she hears that she came across as a sympathetic
1: character. Mm hmm though i mean yes yes and yes, then man. also like paula jones is a complicated character as oh yeah far for as, sure like, for sure what she's done since oh yeah <laughs> yeah regarding the trump of it all okay um anything else about saying? we did get a fun scene with shannon and the daughters oh shopping her. Um, and they were shopping at a store called Wilder, spelled the same na- spelled the same way as my nephew Wilder. Oh wow, is this his his store? It might be because it's like right near where two of my sisters were born. Mm. Um, but it just was like fun to see the youngest daughters drag her. Yeah. And like
3: I can't believe the oldest daughter's twenty.
1: <laughs> I know, and she goes to Baylor, which is where Chip Gaines went. Oh. And it's in Waco.
3: Okay, okay. And she's never coming back, apparently, too. I know. I wonder if she's getting, like, a house on Magnolia Lane or whatever.
1: <laughs> that would be a good, like, little crossover episode of them uh, doing a fixer-upper for Shannon Badore's daughter.
2: Mm.
3: Yeah, because she's going to get either a house in the suburbs of Dallas or a lake house, she said. Okay. Are there lakes there? Yeah, I guess so. There's lakes yeah. everywhere.
1: I mean, Real Housewives, Real Housewives of Dallas... Season one, we go to a lake house for our vacation.
3: Famously, yes, 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 yes. Okay. I think it's time for us to discuss the Freak of the Week and the One True Queen.
1: Okay. The Freak is a wild ride. Can you walk us through it? Uh,
3: It's hard to to walk through (laughs) it. Uh, A clip appears the morning that we are recording this, I believe, online. Of a comedian and there's like a, it's like a TikTok, and there's a big headline on the video being like real housewife, like storms the stage or like heckles me or blah, blah, blah.
1: And it says real housewife of New York, real housewife of OC.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So at first you just see the comedian and you hear people scream, like hollering and heckling and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. My brain immediately goes to Kelly Dodd. Right. Cause it's, 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 felt like her energy. Mhm. Right? And then all of a sudden Ebony Williams takes the stage.
1: <laughs> well, the comedian like yells back something like, "Oh, like you're JC Penny fit yeah. or something like yeah, that." Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, listen, if you go to a comedy show, you, like this is not um like mystery theater where you're, you're like a participant or something. Right. Like you're supposed to just sit there and if you like it, you laugh and you clap. And if you don't like it, you don't heckle and you certainly do not take the stage.
1: Exception is if the comedian themselves like picks you out of the crowd, which does happen and starts talking to you.
3: Oh, yeah, of course. Like if you are invited into the conversation. Yes. Um, but like he was only doing that because they were being obnoxious. It no, yeah, like, I
1: mean, I mean, but it does happen. Is all I was trying to say.
3: Yeah, yeah, it happens in like in in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so she like takes the stage, and like is kind of just taking over his set, mm-hmm. which like I don't know how I don't know how much even you or maybe our listeners have partaken in like comedy club culture, but like these comedians, it's not like they're performing like a hour long set. It's usually like ten minutes. 10, yeah, this minutes. guy said
1: it was nine minutes. Yeah,
3: yeah. So, like, this kind of is most of <laughs> what his opportunity is to perform. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It was just like weird. And then she, I guess, responded to someone who had posted the video being like, oh, well, we it's all cool. Like, we ended up getting dinner and drinks afterwards. I was like, oh, okay. Like, maybe it is all cool. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you brought to my attention that this comedian recorded an emergency podcast with Heather McDonald, Juicy Scoop, Mm -hmm. which is another, which is a whole nother bag of tricks. So I am not really part of Heather's McDonald's world. I'm part of Heather Dubrow's world. Yeah, we're
1: part of Heather Dubrow's world.
3: So, I don't really know the shenanigans that are going on there, and, like, she sounds, like, really angry to me about things. Um, Yeah. So, she has this guy on, he's explaining the situation, and, like, Heather McDonald's taking his side in terms of his explanation of, like, well, like, Ebony or anyone really should not be heckling or coming on stage. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the comedian describes what happened afterwards in terms of them all going out to dinner and blah, blah, blah. And then it sounds like he is even willing to do a show with Ebony and like let her be on stage. And I think the piece of the puzzle that was missing is this was a night put on by I believe her name is Chanel Omari.
1: Which, from Princesses.
3: From Princesses, and then also from Roni, who yeah. did the comedy episode with, who was it? What It was just herself, and they were all just going to that show, maybe?
1: I forget, but it was the notable thing about that night. It was the first night that Luann drank again.
3: Mm. So, but like, this was a person that like, clearly has a relationship with the Housewives. Mm-hmm. Like, she hosted the night... Uh, you know, which she has a relationship with Ebony, I'm sure. But I think then- she
1: probably has a relationship with Ebony through Barbara K. Yeah. Because Barbara K, I think was on that season.
3: Yeah. I, I mean, she, she is a Bravo celebrity, obviously not to the same extent that uh, a yeah. real housewife is. Uh, So I don't think she probably cared that much that Ebony got involved in this. And like, I think the guy is just trying to like make, lemonade out of lemons in terms of well Mm -hmm. this set didn't go well but like i'm going to get garner attention from this incident first of all and then Mm -hmm. number two like if ebony is willing to do something with me that's another opportunity in the future but like heather mcdonald seems so anti like him trying to make something of this
1: yeah i think she gets really mad when like people who quote unquote aren't comics who haven't gone up through, like, the scene, like, mm-hmm. then go on and do, like, comedy stuff. Like, she even was talking, I think, she even alluded to, like, Joe Gorga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, uh I think the 90 Day Fiance guy, oh, who everyone know. talks about, Big Ed, is, like, also doing something. She mentioned his name as well. Yeah.
3: So, it was just, like, a, I think from top to bottom, this whole story
1: is freakish because... Because we thought initially Ebony was the freak and then we listened to that podcast and then we realized like there's more than one freak to go around.
3: Like everyone is the freak, <laughs> really? And then Barbara Kay's there and Bronwyn's there.
1: Bronwyn's still on her world tour.
3: Bronwyn's on the world tour. There's like a photo of Bronwyn, Chanel, Ebony and Barbara Kay on Barbara Kay's Instagram grid. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then the part that like, I'm like, oh, Ebony, like. I don't think like hanging with the fallen soldiers is like the way to like keep the brand going.
1: Do you think this might indicate that maybe Ebony's already a fallen soldier?
3: I kind of do.
1: Yeah, I do too.
3: Cause I feel like the network has to have already been talking to everybody. Mm-hmm. And I could imagine like she, if, if it's like, Oh, well I'm not, they don't want me back. Like, well, let me just like, Roll with the girls.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, she auditioned for the View too. So
3: yeah, but but then one one last thing, I was I was like looking at um, Ebony's conversations with um, people about this incident on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I kind of like went back and forth a little bit with. Um, oh my god, let me pull. Up. I want to say her name correctly. Um, she was a previous guest on. Bitch a few times, I think. Uh, Ray Sinai. Oh, yeah. And, like, Ray was giving the very, like, logical point of view of this, of just being like, you should not be doing this. Mm -hmm. And Ebony being like, oh, no, no, it's all cool, it's all cool, but, like, not getting the point that you should not be doing this. Right. And, like, the the only reason it's cool is because, like, you are a famous ish person and like it's in his interest for it to be cool for him too.
1: Yeah. I mean like it's in his interest that she did this. I don't think he was happy in the moment that she did this, but like you said, he posted it online so that he could grow his audience because that's what people who are like self-starting like comedians and stuff like that have to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean like he's the winner here. Yeah.
3: Yeah. We're talking about him, baby. Blue. Yeah. I, I, what's his name? Sam. Blue, Sam
1: something. Bluestone Blue or something. Blue, no, he's from the Blue, Blue Stone. Um, I don't know. I I scroll through his Instagram. He's cute, but I mean, like, I don't think it's comedies for me. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a straight straight man. man, so. man yeah.
3: <laughs> what, what are we What are we looking for? Um, Wow, what? What a freakish of the weekish story.
1: That we was, like, was a good freak of the week. I feel like because it yeah. was a, multiple freaks yeah. all wrapped in one layers like an onion. Layers, layers, layers.
3: Okay, who is our one true queen? Brandon. Our one
1: true queen is Harry Hamlin because he was on Watch Watchmen's live and basically he was asked about Saucegate, I guess yeah. we can call it, and uh, whether he was actually upset with Garcelle over yeah. not like texting him after she ate it to thank him. And he basically shot down what his uh, wife said. But thank you, Harry Hamlin for um, telling the truth, throwing
3: Renna under the bus, but strangely enough, like sticking to the talking points about Erica Jane.
1: Yeah. And I don't think Rena will view it as being thrown under the bus. I feel like she's oh, yeah. going to view it as like, we can pivot to the next. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Anything for Harry Hamlin.
3: Ooh, okay. Wow. What a week this week. Uh, as usual come through queen.com baby we mentioned it before bonus episode all the spinoffs we're we're mentioning them all mm-hmm. uh, a fun chat in the pre-show as well selling sunset obviously we're talking about that and yeah. house of gucci so check all that out uh, at come through queen.com links to everything and like comment subscribe heart
1: sure retweet father son house of gucci oh my! Hey. <laughs> <bye. laughs>